Running a small business is no easy task. It's messy and thrilling and terrifying all at the same time. But no matter what, it's definitely a journey worth taking. As a mom of two littles, I know the daily struggles, and I'm here to walk this journey with you. If you're ready to feel empowered, encouraged, and on fire for the things you truly love, then you're in the right place. I'm Rebecca Rice, a pizza-loving, hot chocolate-drinking, family photographer and educator, and this is the Business Journey Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of the Business Journey Podcast. Today's episode is going to be super fun, especially for my goal-oriented people like myself. We are talking all about quarterly goal setting or quarterly planning, Um, and I'm super excited because we have my integrator, Kat Schmoyer, on with us. Kat is um, just an amazing person, and we have been, you know, connected for at least a year now through creative at Heart, her conference, and Creative 24-7, her uh, monthly membership, and then um, I joined her mastermind, and we ended up hiring her. So (laughs) it's awesome. I love our journey together. It's been crazy and wild and unexpected and awesome in all the ways. So um, you guys are in for a treat because Kat is so incredible when it comes to planning ahead and she's very business minded and if you struggle with planning ahead and goal setting and things like that you you're going to want to take notes because um I know that you're going to take some gold from this. So, um hi Kat, I am so glad to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here, Rebecca, and no pressure. I feel like that was like such an intense intro. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like a lot to live up to right now in terms of the goal setting world. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, you do live up to it. You do. <laughs> um, well, Kat, would you tell everybody a little bit about you if people are not familiar with who you are, what you do? Who are you? <laughs> Yes. Well, y'all, it's really nice to um, be able to connect a little bit more with Rebecca's audience. I love that we're getting to do this. Like she said, we've been working together for a while now. Um, So it's fun to be able to um, chat in this podcast episode. So my name is Kat and I host Creative at Heart Conference. So we have an annual conference. We also have a membership community and love just serving and equipping creative entrepreneurs. And so really I like to call myself the Lego connector piece between educators and attendees. Like that's ultimately like what I want to do under the umbrella of creative at heart. And then on the other side of things, I have my own business where I host coaching and a mastermind and I have an online shop and I love helping visionaries, helping visionaries say like, okay, here's the long-term goal, but like, how can we get there? How can we put like arms and feet on this big goal that we have? And that comes down to quarterly planning, which I'm really excited that we're going to talk about that today. Yes. And that's one thing that bringing Kat on my team, and we'll have an entire episode later, I'm sure, about what an integrator is and what Kat does on our team. But um, as the visionary, that's something I get very excited about things. And I just want to go and and go fast. And Kat really is great at like breaking down the pieces. Okay, I see where you're wanting to go. These are the things that have to be done to get there. And, you know, just creating that tangible plan so that you don't just have these crazy lofty goals and no way to get there. And so um, that's why I I love quarterly planning. And I never did quarterly planning until I came across your stuff however many years ago where um, I would do my year goals and then like chug at it. (laughs) No, (laughs) no great 
um, <laughs> system in place. And so I'm telling you, quarterly planning has revolutionized the way that I think and the way that I operate. And it makes me feel a lot more productive and just better in general about <laughs> my goals and where we're going. So I, I know that. that, yeah, I know it'll help somebody here, not just myself. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, let's dive right into the, you know, all the things quarterly planning. I know that, um, it, maybe let's break it down first. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe why quarterly planning is important or for somebody that is not good at goals? Like what is the difference between yearly goals, like, you know, new year's resolutions, whatever, and quarterly intentional quarterly goals? Like let's I break that this. down. Yeah, no, I love this question. And for like a backstory y'all, in case you can't tell just from my own businesses and like what I do with Rebecca, like I am type A, I am an Enneagram three. Like I'm all about the power sheets and the goal setting and like all the things like ever since I was a child, like I've loved, where's the to-do list? What am I like working towards? Like, what do I need to do to get to where I want to be? Like all of those things. But I also understand that not everybody is like that. Like Rebecca has clearly said in here, like she's all about goals too. <laughs> so we're like on the same page with that, but my biz bestie is not about goal setting. And so that's been really insightful for me as a coach who teaches people quarterly planning to have a really close friend in the industry. That's your typical like type B anti goals, never sets a goal that she can meet just because she doesn't know how to set goals or doesn't feel as inspired and like fired up about goals. So with like whichever camp you fall in, I want to tell you that like quarterly goals can work for you, whether you like goals or you don't like goals. And so be open-minded <laughs> throughout this conversation with Rebecca and I, and definitely like reach out to me in DM and stuff and we can chat about it more. But to then go back to like Rebecca's question with quarterly goals, the difference between quarterly goals and like yearly resolutions or just like vision for the year is that quarterly goals really give you an action plan for a 90 day period of time. So quarterly goals are one quarter of the year. So if you break the year out, it's four quarters, right? Simple math, right? Four quarters equal the year. So you've got 90 days in that quarter to say, okay, this is my vision for the next 90 days. And for a lot of us as entrepreneurs, again, going back to like that visionary, you're likely all a visionary because you've started a company. And so you can probably sit here and say, okay, I know what I want to happen throughout the rest of 2021. Like, you know, how how you want to step into 2022. Maybe that's a particular service you want to launch or a new offer or a team or whatever, but sometimes that vision is so big. And so then we need to say, okay, let's put it into a 90 day plan. Like what are you doing April, May, and June Q2? What are you doing in Q2? So that when you end the year, you have seen traction on that vision or those goals. I love that. And that's, that's why I wanted to bring you on at this time too, because we're just ending Q1, we're starting Q2, and it's the perfect time to sit down. And of course, you can quarterly plan at any time, but right now, to be honest, right. is the <laughs> perfect time to sit down and look at the next 90 days and say, and just like you said, what do I need to do today or in the next foreseeable future in the next 90 days to be able to get me to where I want to be? in the end of the year. So yeah, that's perfect. So I know that some people may have, and this was something that I really struggled with for a long time, was I would create all these goals and then I would have problems 
following through with them. You know, we have big dreams and we have big visions and then actually sticking to them is a whole nother ball game. So do you have any, um, maybe advice or like tips or tricks, um, maybe a system of like how to create a quarterly plan that you can actually stick to? Yeah, this is such a good question. Some of it does boil down to like your personality and what you like and don't like about goal setting. So I'll start off by saying like, think about right now, like how, what helps you get things done? Are you the type of person that needs like the physical pen and paper and like the to-do list on your desk? Are you the type of person that's like, man, that's too stressful. I'd love like Trello. Like I'd love a template in Trello or something like that. Um, I don't want you to do the whole like fit a round peg in a square hole situation when it comes to goal setting, because then your goals won't happen. Like bottom line, (laughs) you'll try really, really hard and you'll probably put in like a valiant effort. And then (laughs) at the end of the quarter, it likely won't have done what you wanted it to do. And so I would love for you to just immediately think through like what works for you already when it comes to just getting things done in your business. Um, And then aside from that, in terms of like specific action steps, I always start my quarterly goals with looking at revenue first and foremost, because you are a business owner. And if you're not a profitable business, then the goal would be to start to become a profitable business. So revenue is first and foremost, and then we can build the goals off of that. So for example, if you know like, okay, this quarter, I really need to bring in $10,000 in the next three months, just for my family, for my business, et cetera. Okay. How are we going to do that? Now let's look at the offers that you have in place, whether that's weddings or coaching or a course, any of those things, like just lay out, like, what am I doing? How can people pay me that $10,000? And what's the plan for then the next 90 days to launch or promo or sale or whatever it is that you would be doing to hit that revenue goal. So I always, always, always start revenue first and foremost, um, because again, going back to, I want you to be profitable and you want to be profitable. So let's start with revenue. Yeah. And I think revenue is an easy like number to, to use because it's so tangible. Like numbers don't lie. Right. <laughs> your, absolutely. your revenue is what it is. And yes. you know, you can't just like, you know, uh, you, you can't, reshape it to like make it look like you hit your goals. Like that's not how it works. You either hit it or you don't. (laughs) Right. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So true. And I I was going to ask, well, were you done? Did you, were you going to say something else? Um, I feel like I have so many things I could say. (laughs) Um, I do. So in, I have a masterclass on, it's called the quarterly cure. And in that class, I walk through like the full framework. And like I mentioned before, like the base is revenue, but then I know for some of you guys out there, you might be thinking, well, okay, I feel good with revenue, but how can I tackle like another big project or like is now the right time? And so there are some things to think through so that, you know, like, okay, is this realistic? Cause again, the, the, the purpose of quarterly planning. It's not to just set a lofty goal and not hit it. The purpose of quarterly planning is to be realistic with everything going on in your business and in your life over a 90 day period. And there are some parameters and some things you can use to judge, okay, is this going to be realistic so that I end the 90 days and I was able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. That's perfect. That like leads right into the next thing I was going to ask was, you know, you and I have talked about those realistic goals. And I think as visionaries, we can get stuck in this habit of, you know, having big dreams and big dreams are great and they're necessary, but like there has to be a balance of realistic expectations and, you know, thinking what season of life are you in? Like, are you 
a stay-at-home mom with three littles under four? Like, is, is it realistic for you to be running a million-dollar business? Like, probably not. And so, <laughs> you know, it, that's a great goal. But, you know, it, it, we have to be realistic with, like, where are we? Where are Where is our business? And where are we with our audience, with our clients? You know, things like that. So can we talk a little bit about that balance? Um, I know we joked last week about you being a dream crusher. <laughs> because... <laughs> Because all these visionaries have big dreams and Kat comes in and like reins everybody in. <laughs> she, she doesn't really crush her dreams, but there is a sense of like reining in of like, okay, that's a great idea, but like, let's look realistically. Can this happen in the next 90 days or in the next, you know, year? What, what steps can you actually take to make this happen? So can we talk about that balance a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in when I teach the quarterly cure training, I walk through like four pillars, time, money, dreams, and dailies. And those are really like, you want to consider that when it comes to what that quarterly goal is going to be. And that helps you have that reality check. So again, not to be the dream crusher, not to be the Debbie Downer, right? But to really assess like, okay, how is my time? What is happening physically in our family and our business over the next 90 days? Okay, what does money look like? Have we already hit revenue goals? Do we still have revenue goals to hit for the year? Like, what is that looking like? And then let's assess dailies and dreams. So kind of going through that process with those four pillars can really allow you to, again, be really realistic with what it is that you're setting. I also love, and on um, my quarterly calendars that like I know you and I both have, I have a session, I have like a section on there that talks about monthly focus so that when you are visually like vision casting for the quarter and like putting your watchy tape and your sticky notes and like making it look all fun and awesome, you can also though write down and say, but like, what's my focus to again, rein it in and say, I know that there are a lot of really, really great ideas in the industry and we can feel like it's disco ball syndrome and we're like bouncing around from like, what about this? So what about this? So what about this? And those are all probably great things. It's not necessarily that one is better than the other, but I do think that one is better than the other for you in this quarter. And so on that calendar, being able to actually write in black and white, like here's my focus, like this is what it's going to be right now. It's list growth because I know later in the year, I'm going to launch a course. So list growth, list growth, list growth, or maybe it's launching your new website because you know, that's going to set you up for more inquiries in the fall when it's booking season. So launch the new website and every focus is for the new website. What it is having that focus to put on those blinders and really just rein it in. Yeah, that's so good. And you know, it, Kat mentioned her um, her quarterly calendar. She has like calendar printoffs. Is that the right word? Like a print, like a downloadable, I guess. Yeah, calendar. like a, a poster size printable that you can yes. just like download it and then take it to Staples or FedEx or wherever and get it printed in a poster size for your office. Oh, it's amazing! And I put mine. <laughs> we we both put ours in frames so that we can just reuse the same printable like throughout the year and just you know write on over the frame. And it's amazing. But being able to visually see, and I'm I'm a more visual person. So being able to visually see the quarter and what my goals are each month, like being able to break it down like that really, really helps. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about what happens if, you know, as we're entering Q2, if Q1 didn't go as planned <laughs> or like, you know, cause I think one thing that's great with quarterly planning is it gives us the opportunity to pivot as needed. Like we have four mm -hmm. chances throughout the year, at the beginning of each quarter to say, okay, 
what do I need to do to hit those revenue goals? If I didn't hit it in Q1, like what do we need to change and switch yeah. around? Because I know like for us last, um, last Q2, was like right after COVID hit in March. And so for photographers in Texas, at least, they were deemed non-essential businesses and we weren't allowed to shoot at all, like not socially distanced. It didn't matter. Like we were not allowed to shoot photography. And that was the peak of our spring season. And I lost a ton of revenue because I wasn't able to shoot. And that was super frustrating. And so heading into Q2 of last year, I remember thinking, okay, something has to change. I have to do something just to bring in revenue. Like this mm-hmm. is, we're, we're, we're getting down to not, we're not trying to get, you know, how can I dream of new business? It was like, how can <laughs> right. I bring money in? No, so my totally. business I need to pay the bills. Like yes, what can I do? Yes. Exactly. So yeah. my business doesn't die. And I know that you experienced some of that too. Yours was, I guess, a little bit later and then a little bit later again. And so tell us about like, maybe a little bit about your journey of having to pivot and like what to do in that situation when you hit a new quarter and you've got to change something. Absolutely. So with the conference last year, I mean, we had to cancel because of COVID. So at first we postponed and then we ultimately canceled. I also, I don't even think I said this in the beginning, but I have a wedding planning company. And so <laughs> I had, I had brought, you know, brides and couples that were going through like postponements and cancellations and all of that. So I was right there in the thick of, man, I just need to bring in revenue and like, what is this going to look like? And so for now we have to potentially put dreams on the side and just focus on how can we make ends meet? Like, what is this? going to look like to continue to pay our team, pay our bills, et cetera. So absolutely have been right there. So when I say this, like, I hope everybody can understand, like Rebecca and I have both been there. Um, and 2020 was just really, really difficult, but it also that trendy word of pivot, like it taught us how to do that even more. It taught us how to bootstrap and be perseverant and really like just be able to make things happen when our backs were against a wall. And as entrepreneurs, like that's a really awesome trait to have and to be able to like refine and only hard seasons will allow us to refine that. So just a little pep talk there for that. So now when it comes to quarterly goal setting, especially right now, so 2021, you're wrapping up Q1 literally because it's April and stepping into Q2. If you're looking back at Q1 and you're disappointed, maybe you had a digital product launch that didn't go well, or your bookings are low. The great thing about quarterly goals, and I love how you said this, Rebecca, is that you get four tries throughout the year. Like you can like rinse and repeat. So the very first step of quarterly goals is actually taking a 365 day view of the year. So even though now it's April, or if you're listening to this and it's July, it doesn't matter. When you first start doing your quarterly goals, you're going to stop and you're going to take that 1000 foot view of the rest of the year. Okay. What's already happened, what's supposed to happen. And now where am I? And that will really help you be able to either realize like, man, wow, it went a little bit better than I thought. Like I'm a little bit closer to the year revenue goal or the year vision than I thought based on the last quarter. Or maybe you're like, man, okay, it really didn't go well at all. Like I've got some work to do. Either way though, it gives you that reality check. It helps you see like, okay, I do need to fix some things. And is, was there something that happened in the last quarter that maybe that's a goal that's now continuing into Q2 because of how the last quarter went. Maybe that's something that you're deciding to scrap it and, and, and pivot again and like 
change direction and that's okay too. But either way, I think first and foremost, it's taking that view of the whole year, what's happened already and then what's to come so that you can best make pivots that are going to be successful for your business. Something else that um, I teach in the quarterly cure and also just in having like one-on-one conversations with my coaching clients on quarterly planning is having a success standard. Um, I mentioned, I think I mentioned before that I'm a three, I'm an Enneagram three. Yes, so, okay. are. <laughs> yeah. All about, all about the, like, I need to like keep achieving and keep doing and like, what else can I do? Which can be really awesome and helpful for an entrepreneur, but it can also be our downfall. Um, so the success standard allows you to have data. Like you mentioned before, Rebecca, like when we're setting goals, revenue is a great place to start because it literally cannot lie. Like mm-hmm. you can look in your bank account, you can look in QuickBooks and see like, did I hit what I needed to hit? A success standard can act as the same way. So for example, say for Q2, you are in booking season. So make a success standard for good, better, best for your bookings. Do you want to book three weddings, five weddings, or eight weddings? That could be your success standard. And then at the end of Q2, when you're evaluating the quarter, use that as your measuring stick. How many did I book? Oh, I booked four. Great. I felt like right in the middle. I wonder why I didn't book more. Did I not get enough inquiries? Did people inquire and say no? Like it just allows you to really evaluate what's working and what's not because you've given yourself a measuring stick. So to like back it up, then start with the whole year, look at what's happened, what's going to happen. And then also make sure that you have a measuring stick for each quarter so that when you are assessing, you're doing it from a more logical, like strategic business place, not an emotional space, which we've all been there and we all can do that in our business. So really trying to have that measuring stick is helpful. That's so good. And what's so cool is that that measuring stick can change by the quarter as needed. Absolutely. So like last, you know, last year, Q1, my measuring stick for Q2 was, or, you know, originally I was like, okay, as we get into spring bookings, I want to book 50 spring mini sessions. Awesome. That was like right on track with what I'd done before. Super achievable. Then COVID hit in March and <laughs> and that was not going to happen, like period. Right. I, it wasn't going to happen. And so for Q2, I can't be like, okay, my measuring is still, can I book 50 minis? No. Like I would have failed just before right. I even started because it was impossible. And so I changed that measuring stick to, okay, what is like the bare minimum revenue I have to bring in to keep these doors open? Like we have monthly expenses and stuff. And right. at the time I had a full-time job, so it wasn't necessarily relying on like the salary as I am now. But even then we had expenses and my website and shoot proof and whatever, all the things. And so it, that, that measuring stick changed to what is the bare minimum that I have to bring in to like make this thing go. And that required getting creative where, you know, I, as we headed into Easter, there was this like trend of doing Easter composites. So it was a picture that was already like a template, an an Etsy template of an Easter bunny holding a picture frame. And we could like you Photoshop a picture into the picture frame. And so, cause kids couldn't do like Easter bunny pictures. So we had these composites. So like, I think it was on Easter Sunday. I'm like, you know, this would be a good idea. Or maybe like a couple days before because I just needed money in. And so I started selling those for like, 
15 bucks a pop and said, okay, if you pay me $15, send me your kid's picture. I'll Photoshop it in and it's super easy, um, but I'll put it in and you have this picture of the Easter bunny holding your kid's picture. And we brought in like 500 bucks in that weekend. And that was a game changer. Yes. And it was like, even that $500 that seems like, of course I wasn't making $15,000 from mini sessions, but when we went down to the bare minimum, 500 was what we needed. And it was like, okay, how do we make this happen? If you have to go way out of the box to do that, like that's what we had to do. And so that was like a big pivot moment for us of changing the measuring stick so that we could see success. And, you know, because we want our goals to be achievable. Like, you absolutely. Don't wanna... No, absolutely. Well, and I think that's so telling of that, like good, better, best, like that measuring stick system of good being like, what do I need? Like literally let's like, yes, six figure launches sound really awesome. Yes. It would be great to make $20,000 in one weekend of mini sessions or, you know, whatever it might be, but is this realistic for this quarter and like this season and being okay with the fact that it's not, not letting pride stop you from like, keep going with a goal or a measuring stick. That's like legitimately not, not going to work. So just let pride go and really think about like, you know what? I can be really proud of $500 and yeah, it's $500 and not 15,000. Like you just said, but like in full transparency, that's still amazing in light of COVID and in light of everything going on. And so I hope that that gives encouragement for everybody out there to know, like, just make that measuring stick based on your needs, your business quarter, and not again, do no, do not get disco ball syndrome and be looking around at what everybody else is doing. And it seems so cool and fancy on Instagram, but like, what's the back end? We have no idea, you know, really focus on like your business quarter and your measuring stick. Right. Oh, that's so good. So let's, let's switch gears a little bit. If I were to ask, what is the number one thing to think about when setting quarterly goals. Like if you had to narrow all the things down to one thing that that people could take away from this episode, what is that one thing that they should think about as they go into Q2? Definitely revenue. Like, and I'm I'm not trying to again be the dream crusher of like, <laughs> if you have other dreams, like don't worry about it. But I just see so many business owners make the mistake of potentially trying out new products or services that they really want to do, right? They they vision cast, they really want to do this, but they don't have the revenue foundation to allow them to spend their time and money into something new. And so when you're looking at quarterly goals, look at revenue first and foremost. And again, take that view of the whole year. Are you where you want to be? Or if you're not, do you feel like you're going to get there in the quarter so that you can work towards a new course launch or a new, you know, coaching offering or whatever it might be? And if so, great, do both. Like it's not to say you can't do something new and sustain revenue, but you have to make sure revenue is sustainable. So absolutely look at your revenue when you're looking at your goals first and foremost. Perfect. And that makes total sense. We'll keep going back to it. We're going to hammer on the point because revenue doesn't lie. (laughs) That's the number one metric that you can track super easily. And if you're not tracking your revenue, photographers, you need to be tracking your revenue. Anything that comes into your business and anything that goes out of your business, you need to be tracking. I do have a um, revenue tracker spreadsheet template available in my shop. If you don't have one, go buy that because it's like 25 bucks. So worth it. Um, to at least start with something. Um, eventually you can go into using a robust system like QuickBooks or whatever. But if you're not tracking it, like I had a mentor that used to tell me what we 
keep track of is what matters to us. And so if your revenue matters, you need to be tracking it. Um, Especially, I mean, let alone tax season and all the other things. Like if it's important to you and if, you know, you're in this to make a profit, which hopefully you are, um, because that's why we do this. This isn't just a hobby, although it is fun. We're here to make a real profit from photography. And so that's just a, you need to be (laughs) tracking your revenue if you are not. Um, Yes. (laughs) Um, So Kat, let's say we get a month into Q2. We have our goal setting. How do we go in and check on our goals? Like what's a good way to maintain and just like check in, make sure everything's going well, pivot mid quarter if we need to, like, what does that process look like? Yeah. I love this question. So, um, the short answer is I try to have one day a week. That's my quote unquote project day. And so that's a day that I don't have appointments. Um, I do not have like face to face business conversations. And I also even try to stay out of my inbox as much. Like it's not so much working like in the business as it is just working on the business and thinking about, okay, what is the quarterly goal? Like, what am I working to make happen? Um, So having that day where literally I have a Trello template, a quarterly planning, like Trello template. And I have Trello templates available in my shop. If you guys love Trello, I do. I love Kat's it so much. Like the queen of Trello. She has it's transformed just, our oh team gosh. and gotten all of us onto Trello. And we love it. It's literally the best free, 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 free system yes. for your business. So I've created some templates and one of those is a quarterly planning tracker. And so I plug in my quarterly goals into the Trello template. And that way, again, for me, it's Thursdays. I go back in and I'm just checking like, how are things going? And that's helpful to, again, put those blinders on and know like, no, what did I say I was doing this quarter? Like what is actually supposed to be happening? And am I making moves? And just like you said, Rebecca, then being able to say like, okay, do I need to pivot? Am I starting to do something and it's not really working or my audience is saying something different or I'm having a change of heart, like what's going on here? So it just allows me to have that like physical time on my calendar to assess what am I doing and is it working? The long answer, um, besides that like weekly check-in, is when I walk through the quarterly training program, I talk about benchmark goals and steps. And so those are ways to make sure like, okay, you have the big quarterly goal. What are the benchmarks to make sure that that big goal is happening? And then what are the steps to make sure that the benchmarks are happening? So there's like a three-part system that you walk through, which I know my type B people are probably cringing. I (laughs) promise it's not overly complicated. Um, But in order to make things happen, you do need to have a system to make it happen. And so in that program, I talk a little bit more fully about what that means. And so on the template in Trello, I have that broken down. So I know like, okay, if the big goal is launching a course, what are the benchmarks? Like, how am I making sure I'm moving in that direction? And then what are the steps to get those benchmarks happening so that the ultimate goal becomes a reality? I love that you, um, first of all, break it down so like micro, because when you can like take little bites and say, what do I need to do Mm -hmm. this week to achieve what I want to do this month so that we can get our quarterly goal done? Like that I think is the biggest key because people can get so overwhelmed with seeing the big quarterly goal and then not know the smaller steps to get there. So the, the, the smaller that you break it down, the easier it is to consume. You know, they say, Absolutely. how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and then, and this is not to say 
I don't have seasons of overwhelm, but the goal, one of the goals of the quarterly goal process is to make sure you're not like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to launch a course next week. And then you're in like crazy, crazy, crazy season for eight days, you know, not sleeping, working nonstop, like trying to check off the steps to the benchmark, to the goal, like getting it all done. When in reality, like you can go slowly, like slow growth can actually be the best growth. And if you're doing it over a 90 day chunk of time, that allows you to have the time to put into it. Right. That's, that's really great. And I think that's key. And the other part that I really like about breaking it down and seeing, you know, doing that weekly check-in, um, is the fact that like, I know I can get super excited about things and get very distracted. And so like you're saying that, you know, that I get very distracted. I do. I do. So Kat's the one that I'll just be like, oh my gosh, I had this great idea, blah, blah. And she's like raining me and okay, Rebecca, like, that's maybe a great- like in a couple weeks, like not yes. tomorrow. She's like, that's a great idea, but let's tap the brakes. So if everybody needs a cat in their life, let me just say that everybody needs somebody to like help them tap the brakes and stay focused. And that's just the three in me, the visionary, all the things. But breaking it down and checking in weekly, I think, um, especially as photographers who we dream and we have big ideas. And, you know, there's this one idea that I've been sitting on that I I could get so excited about it and just think on it. Um, I, I did a call in my student group um, with Reed Gallagher, who's like the king of Uh, styled shoots. So we have this idea to do a styled mini sessions. Like we, you know, partner with all the vendors, get this beautiful setup. Cause I don't usually do super elaborate setups, but having this super elaborate setup and it just being a crazy experience. And like part of me wants to like jump into it and just dream about that and just do that. But then I remember I'm like, okay, let's be realistic here. We are in April, like we're headed into Q2. We're in the peak of spring season is now really the best time to like be focusing my energy and like my brain energy, just thinking about that. Probably not. And I have all these other projects that I need to get done to achieve my quarterly goals first. Like let's focus on what I need to book to do to book out May. Like Mm -hmm. that, that needs to be our focus. And so by checking in weekly, we can like put eyes on our quarterly goal and be like, okay, my, this goal, my quarter or this quarter, my (laughs) goal was to book out the spring. Is Mm -hmm. this dream going to push me towards that goal at this point? No, because I can't do this styled mini for the spring period. It's like a fall project if we do it, but that helps me like stay on track of like, okay, this is not going to be pushing me towards my goal. So it's okay to put it to the side. And I have this like running list of ideas just on my Trello board. That's like things that projects I would love to pursue one day. And some of them is courses. Some of them is experiences. Some have to do with photography, but I I keep this list so that they live somewhere and they Mm -hmm. don't have to take up space in my brain. Because if I just Mm -hmm. keep them in my brain, then I'll keep thinking about them and using up my energy. So I take them out of my brain and put them on the board so that I feel like they, they have a place. And Mm -hmm. I won't forget about them. And then I can focus in on what is going to help me achieve my goal for this quarter. And by seeing it, I'm able and checking in and that, that just helps me. Okay. Do I need to put this to the side? Do we need to just wait on it? It's a great idea. We're not discounting the fact that it is a great idea, but is it, you know, helping me take tangible steps towards this 
quarters goal. So maybe, maybe there's photographers out there that you're listening and that's you. You like have all these big ideas for mini sessions or big ideas for such and such, but it's, if you look at the quarter, like this quarter, this 90 days, it's not going to move the ball forward. Maybe it's a great thing for Q3 or a great thing for Q4. Um, And if that's the case, like that's the great part about quarterly planning is we have 90 days. 90 days is a long time. And you can set that as, you know, a Q3 project and give yourself the full 90 days to, you know, put the energy to making that thing amazing. But um, if it's not directly impacting this quarter, like that's where we, and I'm speaking to myself, need to (laughs) just focus in and do the things that need to be done now. That Mm -hmm. way we're set up to succeed later when it's time to implement those things. No, I love it. I call that list a parking lot list. Ah. So you should, you should have that. You should have a parking lot, like take those ideas, put them in the parking lot. And then when you're quarterly planning. So I know I talked before you said like, what's the number one thing? And I was like revenue. Cause you know, dream crusher over here. Just like, <laughs> Focus on your revenue. But after you look at revenue, then look at the parking lot list. Like then say like, okay, what from this parking lot list is going to be realistic for this quarter. And for you, no, like it's a great example that you and Reed are like, man, we really want to do this, but now it's not the time. So it's on the parking lot. We're going to circle back to it next time we're quarterly planning for a Q3 or a Q4 project and being realistic with then the other parking lot ideas you can pop in. Right. And as you said, parking lot, I love that you call it that. And I thought of an airport where, you know, you have that waiting lot, like the cell phone lot or whatever, that that's kind of where we house our ideas. And then when it's time, like you're able to go onto the, (laughs) into the airplane, get on the runway. And that runway is your 90 days to take off. Right. And so we're going to use that. You can steal that cat in your next (laughs) quarterly training. (laughs) But I mean, it makes so much sense that sometimes Uh ideas just need to sit for a little bit and that's okay Mm -hmm. because then you give yourself appropriate amount of time to be able to make the thing happen and not sacrifice other priorities that just need to happen first. Right. You can also be more strategic. Like I feel like in our industry, it's so, we're so quick to say like, oh, I needed to do this yesterday. And are there some things that can make us feel that way? Yes. Like our industry is constantly changing, especially in regards to the wonderful world of social media. And we just had like Natasha and Stephanie on here to talk about all of that with reels. So yes, there are some changes that just as entrepreneurs, we have to be able to see what's happening and do market research and, and pivot as quickly as we need to. But, but I also, again, like to be that like pump the brakes girl. That's like, however, what's the strategy behind this? And are you wanting to do this because it just sounds really fun and awesome? Are you wanting to do it because so-and-so is doing it? So now you want to do it. Are you wanting to do it because you actually want to do it? And your client is raising their hand and saying, Rebecca, I want this from you. Like there's not necessarily a good or bad in, you know, in all of those, but really having that parking lot list will allow you to assess even more fully, like, is this a good idea? Is this not? And then when is it the best idea? Right. And that's exactly how it was when I had the idea for Behind the Lens, which if you guys haven't Mm -hmm. heard, it's the brand new membership. And at the time, whenever this recording is published, it'll be live. So go check it out. (laughs) I know. We've been working so hard on it, Kat and I both. And so this monthly membership is basically a behind the scenes. um, Every single month, I'm taking you with me to real family sessions. You get to be my virtual shadow and just watch me shoot. And this idea was something that my, you know, you guys, my audience has been begging me for, for at least a year. And it was one of those things that had to sit in the parking lot for a little bit because 
Is it a great idea? Yes. Is it necessary in our industry right now? Absolutely. You guys have made that abundantly clear. Like, yes, you want it. It's necessary. But I knew that with my time constraints and my personal, I mean, my family had a crazy transition last year and we ended up, you know, in July or I guess in May knew that we were going to move to Nashville and then had this crazy long nine month transition period of selling our house and moving into temporary housing twice and then finally finally moving to Nashville and then finally moving into our house. And like, I, I didn't have the capacity to launch that, even though it was a great idea and I wanted it to give it like the energy that it deserved. And so it sat in the parking lot until I knew that I could do it justice. And so now we were able to take it out of the parking lot after a whole year of it sitting there and, you know, let it run its runway and then finally fly. And so I think that's just a really good example of it's okay for great ideas to sit for a little bit. Like, Mm people can still be begging you for it. You know, as a photographer, maybe there's a set of minis that you are like dying to do. Um, and I know for me, one of those is like unicorn mini sessions, I think are so stinking cute. But <laughs> logistically, it's just a lot to figure out. And I haven't had the energy. That's one of those in my parking lot that it's sitting there. I know I'll do it one day, but I just, today's not that day. Maybe it's mm-hmm. next spring. I don't know. But it's okay for a good idea to sit there until you're able to give it the energy that it deserves and you want to do something well that's something that like our personal family value one of them is excellence and like our family we just want to do things with excellence whenever we can and so if you're gonna do something do it well like give yourself the time to do it well are there times that you have to just get it done and done is better than perfect yes like I'm not saying that that doesn't happen but for a lot of things if you really think about it you have more time than you think and it's okay to go slowly and to give yourself that time. Like you don't have to feel like there's this big rush to just get all the things done because it's not like no, nobody's creating those, um, those time constraints except for you, like most of the time. (laughs) And so like give yourself some grace and it's okay to move a little bit slower. Like we're not running a race. We're, we're, we're not competing with anybody. We're on a journey. And that's one reason this is called the business journey podcast is because we're on a journey and we want to take that journey with you. And so Mm -hmm. it's okay if your journey looks different than somebody else's. And I know that doesn't sound like it connects to quarterly planning, but it does. (laughs) It does. No, it really does. Cause we, again, I go back to like disco ball syndrome, but I just, I see that so much in like the one-on-one conversations I have with entrepreneurs and in the mastermind and all of that of seeing creatives that have really, really great ideas, but they are just like whiplashing back and forth, back and forth, like getting all of these like stars in their eyes, right? Like a little animated, like cartoon. And I just really want people to feel confident in the decisions that you're making for your journey. So I love that you say like, it really is a journey. And sometimes having that on the parking lot, like with behind the lens, such a good example is I personally feel like, and I know we're going to see very soon. Well, when this goes live, it will have launched, but we'll see yes. very soon. All of <laughs> For that. us, it's launching tomorrow. So we're right. recording and it's <laughs> launching tomorrow. So we're like waiting. waiting yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but with that, I feel like because you waited, it went from a good idea to a better idea. Like yes. you were able to say like, okay, this is good. But what you said, like, can I do this with excellence? Not right now. So if I wait nine months to a year, I can. And it can be even better and even more powerful. So there is a lot to learn in that waiting game. Absolutely. Man, this is just so good. It just, 
everything just gets, it gets me so fired up. I'm like ready to go. I haven't done my Q2 planning yet. So it makes me like so ready to go. Get your calendar and sit down in my office, (laughs) right on my calendar. Yeah, I (laughs) I love love it. it. Yes. (laughs) Well, everybody that's listening, um, if you first, for sure, you need to go check out Kat's quarterly, not just Q2, it's all the quarters, (laughs) quarterly calendar. Um, She has a yearly calendar too. I have both and you're able to go print it at Staples. Um, You can print it sometimes for like seven bucks if, if they let you, my people didn't let me. It was I know, like your a, people were so mean to I you. know. It was like a cheat in the system and they wouldn't let me do it. But either way, like it, it's super easy. Print it out. That way you can write on it. If you're a digital person, she has Trello templates that you can go look at and Trello is free. So get the template, get you started on the right place. Um, Kat, can you tell everybody where they can find you, where they can find all these templates and just all the things? Yes, absolutely. So catchmoyer.com is my website and and shop and blog and all the things. If you do grab one of the printable calendars, I walk you through how to print it, where to print it. I try to give you that little cheat sheet too. <laughs> but again, Rebecca's, it didn't work for her, but I try to tell you like how to do it so um, that it can be even more cost effective to print it um, and even walk you through some great supplies to get. So like if you get this frame, grab these markers, sticky notes, all the things that my type A planner lovers <laughs> want to know about, right? Like we get excited to walk through the like home office section of Target or (laughs) of Staples. So I talk about all of that too. Um, And I mentioned before, but please DM me y'all. I'm at Catchmoyer on Instagram. I love voice DM. I love chatting on DM. So would love to get to know you guys. um, If you have questions about quarterly planning, I feel like over the last three years in particular, I've really pivoted. And a lot of my clients are in the photography industry, which is really cool. I lovingly say that photographers have like adopted me. I don't own a camera. I don't know anything about like the technical side of shooting, but I know how to help you run a business. So I would absolutely love to like chat with y'all one-on-one if you have questions about anything. Yes. You guys, Kat is amazing. And like I said, she's on my team. And so she works very closely with all the things happening in Rebecca Rice Photography. So like she's in on the know of what you guys are, you know, <laughs> what, what you guys are walking through and everything like that. Definitely go check her out. And um, if you're interested in coming to Creative at Heart, so it's a conference that she's hosting. I'm actually keynoting at it this year. So I'm super, super excited. If you want to come say hi to both of us, there's a an in-person option and a virtual ticket option. So if you're not as comfortable with in-person events right now, totally fine. There is a virtual ticket option um, and both of those are available. Um, I know early bird pricing is ending as of today, the the day of the recording. So you won't be able to get early bird pricing, but um, tickets are still available. So Kat, can you tell them where to find Crave at Heart stuff? Yeah. So again, you can DM me like one-on-one at the Catch Moyer account. We also have the Instagram account for Creative at Heart. So at Creative at Heart. And then all of the details specific to round 10 are, it's kind of a long URL, apologize in advance. It's <laughs> round 10, like the number 10, round10.creativeatheartconference.com. Um, also very open to DMing with you guys. I know um, whenever you're investing in education at that level, you really want to make sure like, is this going to be a good fit? So would love to talk with you about some of the specific sessions. Rebecca mentioned she's keynoting. So excited. Um, Caitlin James will be there. Amy and Jordan will be there. Really excited um, to have friends back and um, see some new people too. So would love to chat with you guys about that. Yes. And you guys, it's the lineup is just incredible. And she mentioned Caitlin and Amy and Jordan. 
they all have made such an impact in my own business. Like I wouldn't be the photographer and business owner I am today without them. And so if you're like, I don't even know who they are. First of all, go look them up. (laughs) You need to know who they are. (laughs) And then secondly, like you get to meet them at Crave at Heart, you know, whether you're in person or online, like it, it being poured into by educators at that level is invaluable. And so I'm telling you, I would not talk about it if I didn't believe so heavily in it. And so if you're going to invest in any sort of education this year, this is a conference to invest in because you're going to hear from some top-notch educators. I'm telling you, it's just an amazing, amazing lineup. So, so excited. Well, and since this is so soon after early bird, just, you know, send me a DM. We can work something out. Um, But I really, I would really love to like be able to open the doors, whether it's in person or virtual. So just let me know. That is very kind. See, Kat is just doing work for the Rebecca Rice (laughs) photography community. You guys are so lucky. Um, Well, awesome. We're going to go ahead and close out for today. You guys don't forget if you're not in behind the lens yet, go jump in. Like now you can actually jump in. RebeccaRicePhoto.com slash membership and you'll be able to jump into behind the lens. It's only $14 a month, which is a total steal. It is the least expensive option like thing in my shop it's the cheapest membership of its kind like you're you're not going to find anything like that that's our founding member rate and so go hop into that if you have questions about it dm me at rebecca rice photography and i will um help walk you through you know whether it's a good fit or not but you're not going to find something at that price with that value anywhere else like period you're just not so um go check it out behind the lens we've been working so hard on it and i really think that it's a resource that you're going to find super valuable and you're just going to love so anyways um thanks for tuning in you guys i hope that you got something from this um i hope it has your wheels turning and just you know excited to go into Q2, you know, plan and ready for it. Um, Definitely go give Kat a follow. She's just an awesome person in general. And so you'll love, you know, hearing about her business and her kids and all the things. She's just so sweet. So (laughs) um, we'll go ahead and sign off. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you back next week. Bye guys. Bye.